haven't heard that one in a while anyway. Yeah. Welcome back everyone to uh, Who's on the Front Post, your uh, most average uh, Premier League podcast going. So uh, it's been a long time uh, since myself and Rob have been on. We're missing Kev today, so we've kind of had to just plunder through without him. So um, just, I guess, a little explanation why we've been gone for so long, just between the Christmas time and working and everything. Plus we had a little upgrade to the studio, so... We've uh, yeah. uh, added in new uh, arms for our microphones, so we have a bit more space at the table. So just nice little sound there anyway. So uh, <laughs> Nice we'll, sound to deafen everybody. Yeah. Hello, <laughs> listeners. It's good to be back. Well, good to be back anyway. So um, we'll just get straight into it at the moment. We've missed a lot of Premier League action. Yeah, we I mean, certainly have. At the same time, nothing's really changed since we've left. No, uh, Liverpool, Liverpool have just been so unbelievably yeah, dominant. Yeah. And uh, yeah. no one seems to want uh, their fourth or third spot, so... No one wants Champions League, maybe. Well, I'm sure they all do, but uh, there's more important battles seems to be down at the bottom of the table. The bottom of the table looks more interesting than the top of the table at the moment. Yeah, it's been a weird old battle at the bottom at the minute. I mean, like, uh, I think before we were wrapped up, I think before Christmas, Bournemouth were looking fairly all right, safe and sound, but now they're really looking in trouble. And we've talked about Bournemouth yes, in have. the past as well, and we maybe their lack have. of ambition yeah, that well, this could be coming to pass. and. Well, we called this before anyone else, I'm just saying. We did. We said a long time ago about Eddie Hell and what was going on there. And again, the home form issues. That they, and you know, what what's happening with them there? I don't think he's, you know, I think the last valued player he brought in was probably Dominic Solanke. But, uh, even then, he has even, not even then, anywhere he close to where people are expecting. Absolutely not. But uh, they're certainly down there in the scrap at the moment. And, you know, we always hear about teams that are... Oh, supposed to be uh, they're too good to go down, but the table doesn't lie at the end of the day. And like you know, well, the, the way I look at it, they've been fairly unlucky in the fact that they've had a few injuries. Nathan Ake's been out, Callum Wilson's been out as well here and there. Well, Ryan Fraser hasn't been the player that he was last season. I think he had his head turned and wanted to move. Yeah, and Callum personally. Wilson as well. And there's a few other little stories going on at Bournemouth as well. But look, come here. Every club kind of has that kind of thing. You know what I mean? But that's up to the manager. You know, to to get the team up and get them running. And you know. Yeah, this time of the year as well, you're gonna have that where every you know there's a lot of players and a lot of interest being banded about, and it's the time of the year when the agent makes a few pound as well. So uh, in, in that regard, with, with Bournemouth, they they they've certainly taken their eye off the ball, and you know they've they've got themselves into a, into a little bit of a hole. You know they, they really have. Like I mean, there was a, they had they had the six pointer there on Saturday against, against Norwich, Norwich and, and you know they didn't God, really look like they won anything they, either. Now Steve Cook got sent off in that and gave away the pen, penalty early. for now. What did you make of that? Like, was it necessary or unnecessary? Do you think that ball's going in or just a little f- slight deflection that he gets on it, tips um, it off into the post? Or, I don't know, it was a weird one for me. Like, it was very reminiscent of the Luis Suarez incident in the World Cup for Uruguay, but... Yeah, well, you know, you know, I have to, you have to say, okay, it was a penalty, that, but, um, he, the, 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 I think it was, I think it was a off, to be honest. No, it, it is a off, but you think yeah, it was necessary yeah. for him to do? Do you think he has to take that risk or... Well, look... Because he's left his team in more of a hole than anything else, so... Yeah, I know if he'd have considered... Yeah, if he's handled it, but he's handled it, you know what I mean? So, look, if, if it's going in and it's going bound, the, the, the referee has no option, we, you know? What, yeah. what else can the referee do? Well, no, yeah. like, I'm not trying to say like that he shouldn't have been sending... He was definitely a sending off, though. But. Yeah, but I mean, I, look, come here. I don't think Eddie Howard even uh, argue with that. You know what I mean? Mm. You're going by the rules. That's it. And Pukie steps up and puts it away. Puts it away. And nothing and, else really happens for and, the rest and, of the game. And, then I know, and that was basically yeah. it. But uh, it was a massive six points for Norwich. I know, huge because like, they yeah. were looking fairly dead and buried for the time being. But now it's on Norwich to go out and actually start winning games. 
Well, because, I mean, you look at Southampton, who were looking fairly, um, fairly dead and buried at one stage. And I said that I don't think Southampton you did are say going that to stay, fairness, stay the yeah. way they are. Like, yeah, you know, no. Danny Yings has been in fantastic form and there's a good solid unit around that team as well now I know the result at the weekend was a bit of a hammer blow you know when you're 2-0 up and you end up losing 3-2 and everything but. yeah that was a bit of a setback for them all right against Wolves on Saturday but you know overall I mean they went to Stamford Bridge and they got a fantastic 2-0 uh, uh, win they also picked up points a lot uh, over Spurs the three games well. yeah, they picked up uh, three points against Spurs as well but I think they picked up seven out of nine points available they've done very the well so, to be fair so. in, in fairness to your mate Hassan Hootle he, he's kind of torn them around a little bit and he has them playing a bit of decent ball you know it took a little while maybe to, to, to for the players to get into his idea what he was what, what he wanted to do but um, they seem to be you know they seem to be giving everybody well, a, a good game now you know the, they talked to at the end of last season I mean because they were in a similar situation where under Mark Hughes and that he really brought them back up and but, everything like that and look yeah, to lose 9-0 and then go to and Leicester, then, to Leicester and, and then yeah, to yeah. like he, he seems to be able credit, to yeah. at the very least get his players playing and drag them out of a hole which is you know, when you're in that relegation zone battle, you need to be able to do that. Well, I'm sure the fans, the Southampton fans, if there's anybody out there, get in touch with us and tell us what you think, Southampton fans. But I mean, I'm sure after the 9 0 drubbing at home, I know they had, um, the, what was it, who was sent off there? Um, uh, Bertrand, uh, sir, Bertrand early was in that game. Early, yeah. but, but I mean, I'm sure after the 9 0 game, they must have thought, oh no, this, this is it this now. This is going to go all the game now. And, you know, a lot of players could have thrown in the towel there and they said, look, we're not it. You know, yeah. that's it, we're gone, kind of thing. But in, in fairness to Old Hassan Hootley, he's kept them going. And, you know, they had a great Christmas and got, got some I'll really I'll be interested results, to see you know? how they come back from this one as well. You know, it's, it's a hard one, Lewis Street. And I have to say, you know, fair play to Wolves because when we saw 2 0, I get. Um, how well Southampton have been doing this season yeah. you look and you say oh no there's no way they're coming back from that like and like I have to say it was really well him and as an Adama Traore show for that game and I know Adama Traore didn't score in that game but he set up two of the goals and for that third goal was something else I mean it was only himself and Jimenez yeah, but, Jimenez yeah. making his way into the box not at rapid speed or anything but oh, he no, just yeah. Held it up so well and kept that and just pinpointed the cross into him and him and as finishes and well, yeah, but Wolves have been playing well this season so oh, they have and Adama Traore seems to have finally found that end product that was missing for so long. Well, now now he's gone from being a bit power player to a so called seventy million pound player. Yeah, you know, you know there's I mean? talks about Real Madrid and Liverpool are looking at him and all that, but. But I also not. heard the NFL were looking at him. I'm only saying that, and I'm not just saying that because that Aaron Hernandez documentary, but well, there was one stage, I think he, he was being looked at as a running back just because he's that fast. He's that fast. He's arguably the fastest player around. Yeah, yeah. But, but but again, look, maybe we'll talk about him at the end of the season. There's no point in having three or four decent games and then just going off the boil and no one wants to know him anymore. Well, you know, cur- a- currently, I'd say it's a toss-up between him and Danny Ings on who the most improved player in the Premier League is. Well, Danny Ings has, has dragged Southampton in with, with the goals and he, he's really got them, uh, you know, he's really got them the points, you know. And, and fair, as I say, fair play to Southampton. I mean, it's it's, it's definitely a, a torn around story, you know. Um, a little bit akin to Watford as well, you know what I yeah, mean? Yeah, so that's, that's another one as well. The Watford were absolutely ten buried as well. And now... Uh, Craig Pearson? Uh, Nigel, Nigel Pearson, Pearson, sorry, sorry, Nigel sorry. Pearson I'm thinking of Craig there. Shakespeare, who was yeah. the old no, last one. No, Nigel, Nigel Pearson's Pearson. done very well there. and Has come in and transformed is, them Is Mila well, Sarr as well off that Watford team? I think he looks a player. Like I, I wasn't impressed by him when I first saw him, but he's done very well. and I think he's been one of their better players in the last couple of weeks. Now, I know he got a bit of an injury there, but I don't think it's too serious, which is good news for them. But yeah, yeah, like no. They've done very well. And Troy Deeney obviously plays a huge factor into that, just with his energy and... 
you know, well, his leadership, true. you that's know. That's true. And I think I've mentioned, uh, and I actually put him into my old uh, fantasy team there earlier on the season, uh, De La Feu as well. Yeah. Who, who's been pretty good for them. Not, he's I, inconsistent know, though. He's a bit he's, like Traore as well, where I think there's a very good player there. Yeah. And, you know, they're, they're the goalkeeper as well, uh, Foster, is it? Goal? Ben Foster, yeah. Ben who Foster has, and goal, who who's been fantastic. Barring that 8-0 against Man City, but, yeah, but he's you, done very but, well. But you know what? He actually, I think, kept him within shouting distance. I know Watford had a terrible start you know yeah and they, they could have went nine was it eight or nine games since before yep. they won a game or something like that but uh in fairness uh Nigel Pearson has come in and he's been brilliant but, and, but you see again this is the thing we talk about managers and players we have this scenario where you know do players want to play for the manager and we have all this kind of thing and then all of a sudden bang the manager has gone out yeah you get a new manager in and all of a sudden they're putting in the extra yards and, and the, you know the putting in the extra tackles and you know you see a team getting the, the bit of a bump as they call it and, and next of all for five or six weeks they're brilliant and it reverts back to type you know so I'm sure any managers that, that have been sacked would be looking at these players and saying hold on a minute you weren't doing that for me a month ago you know what I mean yeah, so definitely. you know ultimately you know clubs or the hierarchy at the clubs have to decide when, when they come in and uh, when a manager comes in you know, long term. I mean, we've got David Moyes now, who's just come in to, uh, West, Ham, uh, to yeah. West Ham. But Strange yet, one. But yet they've only given him an eighteen well, month see, this, contract. This is the thing, though, and it's one thing that's confused me a little bit. That Watford did this as well, where they brought in Kike Sanchez Flores to replace um, uh, who was it? Who took uh, Javi Gracia? Um, yeah. They brought him back, which I think is such a step backwards. And yeah. West Ham are doing the same thing now. I know West Ham got to a thing. good result in their first match. Um, yeah, can't remember who they were playing, but you know they got a good result out of, it. and they're kind of hanging around that area. Which, you know, I think for the players they have, and you know Pellegrini, who was a Premier League winning manager, it's not good enough for them. So they've been. It's a very unusual situation for West yeah, Ham at the minute. West West Ham again, that kind of club. I mean, they they drew whatever that I know at the weekend and. Some would say that's a that's a decent result. You know, Everton have been playing all right as well. Well, Everton you know? have been a bit weird this season yeah, as well. And they've only brought in Ancelotti very recently as well. Well, that's true. I'm sure it's going to take him a little while to look at the squad as well and see what he needs and what he doesn't need. But again, the the, the managerial roundabout that we've had over the last couple of weeks, it's, you know... It, it, yeah, it's been a lot of seconds this year. Oh, the has. But I mean, that's the, 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 the cutthroat business that the Premier League is. It might not know? be even at and the end of it, though. Hey, we're coming. Certainly not. We're certainly not. But I mean, as, as we speak here before the end of the season you could be looking at two or three more yeah. you know Cer- certainly um, Daniel Farka Eddie Howe Eddie potentially Hale, there's, there's, a couple, there's a couple of them there you know you yeah. could say hold on a minute before the end of the season now they, they'll be gone as well you know but like I say it's such a cutthroat business yeah. the Premier League and you know at the end of the day the, the results don't lie and the table doesn't lie well, we have to look at as well that Fair enough, there might have been some underperforming managers this year, but there's definitely been some overperforming ones, you know. Um, uh, what do you call them? Chris Wilder at Sheffield United, yeah. Steve Bruce at Newcastle, uh, yeah. even Roy Hodgson at Crystal Palace have all done very well this season. And even with this weekend just gone by, Sheffield United picked up a draw, Newcastle beat Chelsea. And um, Crystal Palace trip with Man City, you know, so been they've been kind of defying expectations here, and you know, really, yeah, tons great things for their team. But you know, again, you, again, players and uh, coaches and all will be looking as well. They know there's a transfer window uh, at the moment, and they're saying, if I'm not getting the move now, well then I might as well, you know, 
get the head down and wait till the summer and put in the good performances. Maybe be more than one club yeah. interested in me. So maybe that has a little bit to do with it as well. Because if a manager comes along and says, look, at you're not going anywhere. That's it. There's nothing the player can yeah. really do, you know. Unless uh, some other club comes in and makes them an offer they can't refuse. But basically, what they're, you know, it's up to the manager to say, listen, we'll, we'll talk about it I, in the summer, you know. I think the biggest thing about it that plays into fact uh, will be contracts. I mean, you look at Christian Eriksen there, who's running his contract down there at Spurs. Very clearly doesn't want to be at Spurs, even when Pochettino was there. And it looks exactly the same since Mourinho has came in. And, you know, he can potentially leave on a free at the end of the year. Some yeah. say are saying that Inter Milan might be his destination, that they might uh, be putting in a bid before they can even get this free contract out. But we'll have to see what happens on that. But, I mean, he very clearly doesn't want to be there. But then you could have players who are on a three- or four-year deal who are being looked at. Like Ryan Fraser, for example, last year was playing out of his skin and was being tailed with a move to Arsenal, potentially. Could have gone for very big money. Didn't yeah, happen. Didn't happen. And now I feel like he thinks it's never going to happen now. And now he's kind of completely, you know, his form has plummeted off the cliff, you know? Well, you know, players, players' contracts, uh, you know, some people say they're not, they're not worth the paper they're written on, to be honest with you. Because if a player halfway through the season says, well, that's it, I'm not interested anymore, he can sit there and, you know, and mope for, for a half a season. I don't and, think it works that way it is, Dave. Uh, Maybe back in the day, but definitely well, not now. Because, I mean, if you have a player on a three year deal, and he's not performing well. He's got bad yeah, attitude and he's yeah, causing well, disruptions in the dressing room. You know, and he's on a big wage as well. Who's going to take that wage over when well, they know this player has issues well, and problems? Well, you see, is, is, is this a problem? Well, I mean, it's a kind of, it's a problem that the Premier League has created itself in a way, you know. Again, yeah, we got I agree back with to, that. We, went, we spoke on this show before about salary caps and, you know, if every player was on the same money, would there be the same level of commitment? And, you know, would, would the players be putting the shift in week in, week out, you know? So there's, there's all them kind of things. As, as long as the money is floating around, you're going to get players and you're going to get agents saying, well, do you know what? If I go over there to another club, they're going to give me an extra 50 grand a week. You know, and this isn't, you know, this is this is young players. We're talking about 16, yeah. 17 year, year old players here. Well, look who, at Dominic Solanke, who we spoke about just earlier on the show. He was looking up for 50 grand. When um when he was still at, under at Chelsea's youth academy, I mean we had be, all the Raheem Sterling, Callum Hudson Odoi, well, who's and, and, now yeah, on a hundred grand a week. Yeah, Raheem they, Sterling, as you said, said. I say these these are only teenagers who, who you know a couple of years ago might have been only playing YTS and and, and yeah. just uh, just literally uh, signing for a club, you know. They we're still we're still asking, can they use the bathroom in school? Uh, you know, well look at come here now now there's so much money in and particularly in the Premier League, this is this is the thing now with, with young players and if they're in demand. I mean, you're going to have to say at some stage, do, do you look at a salary cap maybe till you're 21 years of age? And then, you know, because it, it's, it's a strange one, to be honest with you, because, look, you know, agents now will turn around and say, listen, if you're on 50 grand at, at this club, I can get you 80 grand down the road somewhere else, you know yeah. what I mean? And, and again, but the agents play such a big part nowadays. Oh, massively, you know, yeah, yeah. The whole idea of a super agent like Mino Riola or yeah, Jorge Mendes yeah. is... You yeah. know, and I think even with this now, I mean, you look at Manchester United, who are a great example of that, just, you know, not getting on with uh, Mino Raiola, Paul Pogba's agent. Or I might oh. mix that up, yeah. No, Mino Raiola's Paul Pogba's agent, I think. Yeah, yeah. But, uh, like, apparently they have an awful working relationship and, you know, he's actively taking players away, saying not to go to Manchester United just because of how poor a relationship they have. Well, you well, know? you know, it depends. I, look, as a player... 
you know, you have to say to yourself, are you motivated by the money or are you motivated by wanting to go out and win a trophy or, you know, playing for your country and be selected to, and to go to the World Cup or whatever? You know, that, that motivation will rest with the player. But it, it, once the money comes into it, you know, it's amazing how a lot of heads could be torn and very, very easy so as well, you know. And I think there is a lot of players in that premiership who just know, listen, I'm picking up a handy few pound here. I'm not going to post my balls, to be honest yeah. with you. And that's and that, that, unfortunately, is a lot of it, you know what I mean? You get players going to a club, they play for three months, and then they say, right, I'll take my foot off the gas now, and they stroll through games. And the fans can see it. You know, if you've, you've got people there paying serious money for season tickets in England, and you see, you go out, you say, yeah, Ericsson, for example, yeah. was playing out of his skin there. Oh, a couple of years ago, like a year or two ago, yeah. You know what I mean? He was one of their best players, if not their best player. He was their best player, you know. And now all of a sudden, you know, the fan, he's just he's just not interested. And the fans will tell you that. I mean, you've spoken to sports fans and they, they said, do you know what? He's just walking around the pitch and he doesn't care. Yeah. He might score the odd goal, big deal, they were saying, you know what I mean? Yeah. But uh, he doesn't look interested. As, you know, he's walking around the place and, and I'm sure the other players would be saying to him, look, uh, there's no point in having him on the pitch because we're carrying a passenger here, yeah. you know? And that's the thing. I mean, when you have players like that as well and the obvious option is to go and dip into the transfer market and just just on Spurs there they looked at Lacelso who really hasn't performed I think he's had a few in issues with injuries and fitness and even Ndombele's had a few issues with fitness this year as well and I mean you know it's it can be very difficult to get things perfect look, replacements yeah, well, you know look, the, 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 the basics the basics for any team or the basic for any player is is showing a bit of commitment and showing a bit of spirit if your team goes out and loses and you know they, they've put in a serious effort and they've lost because the other team have played better. Well, then you say, look, that's okay. We take that because the other team were better than yeah. us on the day. We tried as hard as we could. You know, the fans were behind the team and the, the team really tried, but the other team was better. better yeah, you can accept day. that, you know yeah. what I mean? But if you're going to a game and you see players just wandering around the field and, you know, there's, there's, there's fellas strolling past them with the ball or they're not making an attempt or they're not making a tackle and there's no level of commitment of course the fans are going to be disgruntled you know oh, what for I mean? sure it's weird though I don't feel like that's necessarily happening too much this season there's not any many players I could kind of pick out barring one or two Ericsson probably being the biggest one but not too many players I could pick out who are kind of just strolling trodding along and all that like most, I most players these they seem to have a much better attitude than they did maybe 10 or 15 years ago well, I don't know. I'm sure if you ask a United fan or if you ask, say, for example, an Arsenal fan but, or, you know, even, look, even, I mean, maybe, right. even maybe a West Ham fan, I'm sure they'd be able to pick out one or two players but very, look, very quickly. I think the, the idea of not trying or not having any interest might be a wrong issue. Look, Arsenal, you've got Nicolas Pepe who went there for £72 million. Huge, huge money and he's not performed well. Mm -hmm. But I've spoken to a lot of Arsenal fans and they say the issue just isn't... It's not that he's not trying... He is trying. It's just not happening for him. It's not happening. You look at Pablo yet. Fornals, who moved to West Ham in the summer there. It's a very similar issue. The size, physicality and speed, the Premier League, he's not used to it yet. It's not that he's not trying his very best. It's just that it's not clicking for him at the moment, right? You look at Man United, Fred, who came in last year and was probably the worst signing of the season that year and possibly one of the worst signings of the It was actually yeah. playing very well at the minute. He was very good against Liverpool, I thought, and he's been very good in a lot of the games he's played this season. The huge improvement. Yeah, but but yeah, yeah. But again, a, it's it's very easy to improve have, on the season. Yeah, he had you have last a team year. like Leicester. Yeah, you have a team like Sheffield United. 
who have, you know, a, a couple of players who wouldn't be exactly be household names, but yet they're prepared to put in the effort. And I, put in, I won't you know, agree yeah. on Leicester because I think a lot of their players oh, will yeah. move okay. into top okay. teams and yeah, perform yeah. very well. Yeah, but okay. Sheffield United will 100% agree on that. I had them back to, you know, straight down, 20th place, you know, most, at least wins of the yeah. season or all yeah. that. But yeah. they've I, performed all, yeah, very, very well. You've also got Wolves who are performing very, very well as well. Uh, I know to be fair, there's a, Wolves, I, there's a different thing with I, Wolves though. Yeah, I know that, but come here, listen, again, it's down to a manager and getting them to play and, and players wanting to play. This oh, is, yeah, this no, that's this fair is the, enough. This that's is the, the topic enough. we're talking about. Yeah. A player wanting to play and wanting to try his best. And that's the whole crux of, the, of our discussion here. Players wanting to go out and try and give 100% or give 110% if it's possible. And that that's, that's, the fa- that's what the fans want to see at the end of the day. You say to anybody coming out of the ground, well, what do you think of the game? Ah, oh, jeez, we, we were unlucky there. We got beaten 2-1, but we, you know, we gave it a, we gave it a good goal and we, we, fair play to the other team, they won. Yeah. But you come out of the ground and you see a team that's at the main, that's not at the trying, well, then the fans are going to vent their anger and that's obvious, you know. Oh, for sure. But look, this this is here has been a very interesting year, I think. Okay, I think Bayern Liverpool have just been so ridiculously dominant this year. And look, I think the league is in their hands at the moment. Oh, absolutely. You know, it, yeah, it's course, only going to be a massive mess yeah. up if they yeah. don't get their hands on drive. I think they should actually probably leave the league if they don't win it this year. But when you look at it there, well, like, I, I mean, wouldn't go that far. <laughs> well, fair enough, fair enough. But, <laughs> but uh, look, at Kamea, they've been but, head I mean, and you, shoulders. You look at yeah. Norwich this year, who are bottom on 17 points. Yeah. You know, that's they've beaten Man City this year, who won the league last year. Yeah. You know, Bournemouth have had a few well, well, strange you, results well, you know, this I'm going well. to correct myself there now, but they, you know, some in some games Liverpool they haven't been head and shoulders. Above yeah, teams. they've they've kind of just they, gotten through. They, they, but that's but that's the whole key when mm. you're able to grind out a result and and you know not particularly play well. But what Liverpool are showing is a level of consistency yeah. that no other team in the Premier League is showing. Yeah. And that's why they're forced. It's and win, that's why they deserve. Winning and like champions. Yeah, but that's why they deserve to be there. Yeah, you know? for sure. This is, this is the thing with Liverpool. And I mean, a lot of people, okay, I'm sure everybody has their say on Liverpool and their this, that and the other and all the whole lot. But he's built a team there, in fairness to Klopp. Yeah. You know, it's had to take them a couple of seasons it's to get us them a few goals, some big get, money here yeah, and there. Yeah, but I mean... Yeah. What club isn't spending big money these days? Like, I mean, this whole course, argument of, yeah. oh, well, you're buying a league. And I, I don't buy into that at all. The, the money in the Premier League is ridiculous at the moment. And I think a lot of teams could actually afford to spend more money. Well, see, but you have here. to be smart about yeah. it because if you end up getting relegated, we had the you're Fulham, not going to come back. We had the Fulham... Uh, thing a couple of years well, ago we've had, we've had loads of teams like Bolton Spen- yeah. when they've left the Premier League you've had Charlton you've Portsmouth. had Portsmouth you yeah. know loads yeah. of clubs who've yeah. been in the Premier League and have nearly gone bust just because of course. the yeah. money just isn't there yeah, and well, I mean you have to look at you know geographical locations as well if Bournemouth go down this year I think they're going to be in huge trouble because their their ground only fits about 20,000 people yeah. the population of the town is tiny Yeah, yeah. I mean it, like who's going to go all the way out to Bournemouth well, for, for a match, you know, well, like, you know, they're not going to get fans from all around the world well, coming then, to Bournemouth. Exactly. And TV rights and everything else that goes with it. And, the, you know, money from sponsorship and everything else would have to be taken into account there as well. But, but you know, ju- ju- just getting back to, to, to Liverpool and, and the players and the personnel and, 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 you know, you can go out and buy six flops. You can yeah. go out and spend 50 They've definitely million. done that in the past. You, you know, but... um, look, they've all done it. 
Liverpool, yeah, Arsenal, Chelsea, United, every team has done yeah. it. You know, they've all done it. You know what yeah. I mean? It's it, it's it's getting the right balance, which Klopp seems to have. But what Klopp seems to have is again, he's got the spine of the team right. Yeah, oh, center, for sure. Goalkeeper, centre back, midfield, and your striker. You know what I mean? The thing he's, about that midfield is, I don't feel like there's an exact standout performer there in that middle of the park. It, but that middle of the park just works very well in tandem together. It, They're kind of like a well-oiled machine. They're kind of like the sum of all parts kind of thing. It, it Whereas does. when you look at, you know, Liverpool's defence, I mean, you have Van Dijk there, the two full-backs. Yep. You know who your standout performers are in each area of the park. Oh, of course. But that midfield yeah. just works very well together as a unit. Yeah. I wouldn't yeah. call out Fabinho, Henderson, but, Wijnaldum as, you know, the world's yeah, best yeah. centre mids. Yeah. But they just work incredibly they, well but, together. But they click, yeah. yeah. But, and, as well as that, I suppose as well, and another, another thing is, he hasn't had any serious injuries. One or two. There's been one like or two, non, of course. Non-major yeah, yeah. players. Yeah, you know, yeah. Matt, Matthew, Blavrin, a few other, Joe Gomez. Allison, probably the biggest injury what, the was season biggest, so far. Yeah, so but they far. managed to get through that very, very well, to be they, fair to them. They did, in fairness, yeah. yeah. But um, again, look, Liverpool deserve to be on top. There's no doubt. Oh, no. There's, there's no question about it. And look, it's their league this year. It's finally their year. Oh, definitely, yeah. yeah. But again... They deserve it. The table doesn't like. To be honest, like I, I, I think it's been said as well. They are probably the best team in the world at the minute. Not just going by the club World Cup that they won, but I think they're head and shoulders above a lot of teams in the world at the moment. Well, look, come here again. This is this is the thing. You, you know, you, you you set yourself up, and you know the the, the Liverpool teams of old were always, uh, you know, nearly impossible to beat. Liverpool have, have generally always had a very good team. Now, there might be some debate about that kind of in the last maybe seven or so years after selling Suarez, but Klopp has managed to really build something special there at that team. Oh, he's definitely... Now, the big question is, though... What did the other clubs do? What did the other clubs do? Or do other clubs come sniffing, like Real Madrid and Barcelona? Um, because in the past we've obviously seen that you know players have had their price examples of Suarez you know even then Hazard at Chelsea has gone you know these players can be turned oh yeah look come here a a player will will, will say oh well it's me dream to play for Real Madrid or it's me dream to play for Barcelona or if you're Robbie Keane it's your dream to play play for for everybody (laughs) 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 so uh, (laughs) we'll uh, We'll uh, have to call the show now after Robbie Keane yeah, tonight. Sure. I think. Yeah, so uh, <laughs> the, the 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 it's it's where the player wants to go and a player where the player wants to be. I mean, you've got young players at Ajax there as well saying it's I want to play for Barca or I want I to want play. To play. Some know, people say I want to play a, in the Premier League now. Of as course, well, like. of course, yeah, yeah. But again, that's down that's down to every individual what they what they feel and what they deem to be uh, progression in their career. You know what I mean? Oh, so yeah. if someone at Liverpool feels, say for example, Alexander Arnold or um, the, the other fullback, Robertson, Robertson, if they feel that they wanted to go and play for Real Madrid or Barcelona or something like that, there wouldn't be anything stopping them. Yeah, you know what I mean? If they f- if they feel that's the, where their career will progress, you have to say good luck to them. You know. Well, this is the thing now. I mean, Liverpool have the opportunity here now to become a dominant force. And I mean, it's happened in the past where, you know, you look at Chelsea, you look at Man United, you look at City. They've all had opportunities, But you know. Not, yeah, but you see, this is the thing about the, the Premier League gets harder. And the minute you win that league, yeah. trying to retain it can be a Well, City were the first team to do back-to-back leagues, I think, in seven or eight years. 
they in the were, Premier League they were, last yeah, season. Yeah, so, yeah. I mean, it just goes to show you like how difficult the league it is. And, you but, know, as great as Liverpool have been this year, will they continue for next year? You know, that's the, the big thing that we'll discuss next well, year. Well, you, know? you see, this will be the thing. You know, one, once once Liverpool pick up the trophy in May, everybody's going to be gunning for them then come, yep. come the 4th of August or whatever. You know, they're the team to beat. And, you know, that's, that's, that's football and that's the way it goes because... Man United and Chelsea and Liverpool, uh, Arsenal and, and Spurs, they'll also have a say then for next season. They'll be going, you're not going to get it as handy yeah. now as you did or whatever, you know? But this is the thing. I mean, like even this year, Leicester have really, really kind of shone through and have done fantastic to get where they are at the minute. But that's the thing. Will they keep that up? Well, you see, you know, Jamie Vardy's 33 now. And look, to be fair, he's aging like a fine... I guess carton of or not carton. he's he's aging like a fine well he probably is drinking cartons of wine as well, yeah, as, well yeah. as Red Bull and all that all yeah. the time but uh, he seems to be aging like a fine wine you know but, he just seems to be getting better and somehow quicker with his age which I really don't understand because I've never seen a 33 year old move that quick before but again we've still four months of the season to play January you know we've still got yeah. a, we've still got a lot of ball to, 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 to mull over kind of thing you know well, we, it, we do but I mean there seems to be patterns emerging through anyway I mean you look at Arsenal look they're still they've swapped their manager Arteta's in now he's well, at the sh- at the centre the, the, the pattern that's emerged this week if you want to say Liverpool won yeah. Leicester lost yeah. City drew, drew. Chelsea, Chelsea lost, lost. United, United lost, lost. Arsenal drew, uh, drew. Shot, uh, Tottenham so, drew Tottenham, as well. you know what I mean so, I so, mean Liverpool and Wolves are the only teams in the top Eight, seven, seven, eight, seven yeah, to win. Yeah, that, that, I mean, that, yeah. So I mean, there, there you go for the start. You know what I mean? Yeah. Multiply that by three or four weeks, and then you see why your team is sixteen points ahead oh, when yeah. they're not losing a game. You know, so that's that's the thing, and uh, and to keep up that level of um, to keep up that level of performance. Yeah, to keep up that level of performance takes a hell of a lot of doing. No, you know what really I mean? Does. And if you you know if you're gonna play the same players and play eleven and all that kind of thing. You're going to have to really, really, you know, be prepared. As I say, with Liverpool, they've had a good season. They've been very constant. They deserve to be where they are. They've had they've a had hectic, they, hectic schedule as well. All they've had, them. yeah. Gone fair, yeah, with flying colours. Yeah, yeah, and the thing is, will that take its toll eventually? That's, that's well, the thing. Look, that's when the when thing. they do finally lose a game, it's going to be that bounce back ability that they're looking for. Well, you know? I think, yeah, well, you, you, I think when they finally won the league mathematically and everything else, you might see them They've got a ten, of the games. 10 games anyway. If yeah. They win well, their, if they win 10 out of their next 16. They can't. No, yeah. sorry, it was 16 or 15 games or whatever it is, I think, then they'll be guaranteed. Yeah, yeah. So so once they get to that stage, obviously they'll be looking at Champions League as well. So they'll be resting a couple of players as well, obviously, hopefully yeah. to, get, to get in there as well. But but again, it's a, look, come here. Liverpool can do whatever they want this season. Really, uh, they yeah. can they can they go can, on. They can start know? resting players yeah. probably later yeah, they, on. Look, and, come here. They could they could easily do the treble this season. But see, this this is the thing though. I mean, if Liverpool gets so dominant as well, I mean, other teams are going to be able to do that as well. Take Man City for example. If they know the league's not in their hands, and now it's out of their hands completely, then they oh pardon me, they know that they can start resting players, and because that's what City I think really want more than anything. They've won everything barring the Champions League. Yeah. and potentially look if Pep Guardiola doesn't win the Champions League this year but, I think he but, might go at the end of but, the season but, but, if I'm being perfectly honest yeah, but because see, he's been there for that long and the, still hasn't done the, it the, the gamble of the Champions League isn't always guaranteed to work either that's true that's very you true you know you could, you could say that about Barcelona or you could say that about Ajax as well you know what I mean and then yeah. you might be thinking oh well do you know what we're not going to win the league but we're going to have a crack at the Champions League 
you might get to the quarters or the semis and be knocked out and you're, you're left empty handed yeah. for the season you know so I think I think Man City could easily get caught in that trap though to be honest very very simple very yeah. very simple yeah yeah well, we, but, we spoke about it earlier as well and we do have the battle for third and fourth spot I mean Chelsea are still there you know, in that they're five points ahead of Man United currently as we're recording yeah, this. And just about, I don't, you know. Leicester have started to, you know, lose a little bit of their shine here and there, losing a few of their easier games. But, you know. I still I still think second, third, forward <coughs> place is still up for grabs for a, for a number of teams. You know, yeah. you've Wolves picking up points there as well. You've got Sheffield picking up points. Don't be surprised the way the league is going. Now, unless Sheffield tail off very, very badly. And the season catches up with them, you know. That, but they've been taking points off everybody. Sheffield, yeah. Wolves are kind of more or less doing the same, you know. Yeah. So there's no guarantee it's going to finish up with United second or Arsenal third or Chelsea fourth or, you know, Leicester second or United third. You know, there's still a hell of a lot to play for. And the teams in, say, from second place to eighth place, all know they've got a shout. But you see, this is the funny thing about it. I mean, when you look at all the teams, I mean, I can't separate any of them because they've all been because so all highly been... inconsistent exactly yeah. you know yeah. I, I arguably so I mean Leicester probably be the most consistent for what level realistically they should be at you know and, and the same thing is applying at the bottom of the table as well normally come Christmas time we see a team that's really floundering and they're a couple of points behind you know, you've got four or five teams there that that, that are, you know, they're, they're battling to stay up. Yeah. You know, Aston Villa even, you know what I mean? Well, it's fu- it's the, funny, we've Watford, spoken, we, it's weird, we kind of have to go through this, like, weird retraction kind of statement every week where we say, ah, yeah. Oh, yeah, Brighton have done very well this week, they'll lose two or three and then they're in trouble and again. And then like, Bournemouth and Watford and, you know, Newcastle at the start of the season, I didn't think it started out great, but now they're, they're doing very well at the minute and Everton were doing terrible they were 17th at one stage now I think they're 11th so but this is the thing about the Premier League on your day you can beat any side you know home or away you know there's so many factors in, in the Premier League It's there's, there's not a lot in it you know what I mean if, if you say like okay uh Norwich, um, they they've they've been good at home. They've picked up a couple of points on the road, but yet they've been terrible. If you say the same about Chelsea, they've been they've had some good results on the they've road. Had they've had some been, really awful results some as awful well. Like, results, well, at home as well, they've yeah. had some very poor results. You know, uh, consistency wise, um, Sheffield are good away from home, but they haven't been good at home. You know, yeah. um, we thought Aston Villa might be good at home, but they're picking up points away as well. You mm. know, so it's a it's a, it's a bit of a mishmash of a league this year because uh, you know apart from the outstanding team Liverpool, it's anyone's game. The other nine Dean, the other nine Dean, all over the shop in somewhere. Yeah, right exactly, before, like, exactly. Yeah, it's it's a bizarre one as well because even now at this stage of the season, I don't want to say that yeah, Norwich are definitely going down or Bournemouth are definitely going down because I feel like I'll easily be proven wrong in two or three games time, you know. Well, that's we, we could be proven wrong in two or three games time. And to be time, fair, yeah. I, I think this is the first year in a long time that we've had an, a situation like this where there doesn't seem to be an absolute whipping boy where there's a team getting thumped five or six nothing every week by everyone they play. There always seems to be some way, shape or form that the other team can get one over on someone else, you know. Yeah, if well, look, come here. Okay, I suppose the nine nil game, the Leicester Southampton, we thought that was it. I mean, every every now and again, you get one of them freaky results, you know. 
and then we seen Southampton going up to Leicester yeah. and, and getting the win, which which basically sums up this conversation over the last five minutes. It's been that topsy turvy of a league this year, you know. Apart from the most Liverpool. outstanding team, it would have been an interesting scene now if Liverpool had made a few messes and hiccups all over the course, it, like just to make things a bit more chaotic, I suppose, you know. Well, I suppose, look at all the other teams would have said that as well, if you'd argued with that. But again, you make a bit of luck as you go along the way as well. And then teams will have some horrendous injuries and they can still play well. And teams, you know, you can lose a key player or two and it just upsets the whole balance of your team, you know. So it's it's interesting. It's interesting to see who will end up second, third and fourth. And it's also was interesting to see who's going to end up 18th, 19th and 20th. Yeah, very true. Well, look, um, we'll take a very quick break there. We'll make a few predictions coming up for the midweek matches uh, just coming up ahead. Um, we're actually there coming up, I think, in the next hour or so anyway. So well, they'll be very yep. quick. And by the time you might listen to this, we might have had a few right or wrong. So uh, take a very quick break there anyway. Cheers. Thank you. you. Bye. And here we are now for our round of predictions. So it's just myself and Robbie here. So okay. we've got our first game that's Villa and Watford. I've gone 2 1 to Watford on this one. I think they've been in good form lately and Villa are struggling. So there might be a Jack Grealish bit of magic somewhere there. Might be. Well, uh, I think that's what I'm counting on, to be honest with you, because I've gone for uh, 2 1 to Villa. Fair I just enough. think Villa at home will have enough to beat Watford, just sneak it on the night. Okay, fair. Uh, Bournemouth and Brighton, I've had trouble separating this one, so I've gone for a one-all. Kind of a cop-out, I suppose. Uh, but. Yeah, I've done a little bit of a cop-out here. One-one as well. Yeah. I can't separate these two wheelers. Uh, very indifferent teams. We'll get something season. stupid, like 3-0 or yeah, something like that. Yeah, of course you will, yeah. yeah. Uh, next game, Palace and Southampton. Um, this game could be a little bit topsy turvy as well. I think there's going to be a few goals in it. I think to be honest, uh, I can't separate them. Going Palace two, Southampton two. Fair enough. Just having very, very uh, big struggles trying to separate teams at the minute. Yeah. Uh, I've gone Palace two, Southampton one. Again, I think okay. this is a close game, and you don't know what team exactly is going to turn up here. But I'm just going on a basis on home form. All right. I think you know, uh, Everton and Newcastle. Right, uh, for me, I'm going to go Everton 2, Newcastle 1. Okay, um, finally separating the team. I just think Everton, a uh, bit of home form, I, they'd be still a bit topsy-turvy, but anyway, uh, Everton to do it, just being the home side. I'm thinking topsy-turvy here myself, and I've gone with a one-on draw here. Oh, right. It seems like the kind oh. of game after Newcastle getting a victory, yeah. it seems like they'll do something weird in this game, so okay. I don't know whether that's Joe Linton scoring for 40 yards yeah, out might. or whatever, he but might, yeah. Yeah. I'm going one off for a very depleted Newcastle team actually now that I think yeah. of it. Yeah. Uh, next game, Sheffield and City, I've gone for a 3-1 win here for Man City. Right, uh, I'm not too far off that, I've gone for a 2-1 win to Man City. Keeping I think. a bit closer. Yeah, I think it'd be a little bit closer, but I just think a little bit of City class might be enough on the night. Fair enough, fair enough. Uh, the big game, I suppose, of Tuesday night, which would be Chelsea and Arsenal. Yeah, um, looking at both of them, I know Chelsea have been rubbish at form, uh, at, home. at home, yeah, mm. um, their home form is crap. Uh, Arsenal still haven't convinced me yet. Aubameyang, I think, is, is he's out is, for this game, suspended, yep. So, I'm gonna go with a one all draw. I've gone for a 2 1 win for Chelsea here just because okay. they absolutely mugged them off at the uh, Emirates, yeah. so I think they might mug them off again tonight. Okay, uh, I've gone Leicester 2 West Ham 0 for my next game. Right, uh, I've gone Leicester 2, West Ham 1. I think it'll be a little tight game there, and I just think West Ham are capable of nicking a goal, but there won't be enough on the night. Okay. Uh, Spurs and Norwich, what do you think of this one? Uh, 
Uh, Spurs and Norwich. Spurs at home. I think the home form will suit Spurs and they'll go on and win 3 0. I've gone with one arm myself, so we're very, very different yeah. opinions on that yeah, one. I don't know. I just yeah. think yeah. we're Harry Kane out now and they don't seem yeah. to have a striker who can step up. I don't rate Lucas Moore attacking, to be honest. Mm, I what? think their goals are going to have to come from somewhere okay. special and I don't think they're going to do that three times, if I'm being honest with you. Yeah, okay. Um, United and Burnley is the next game. Um, I'm going to go here United 2 Burnley 0 I've oh, also gone with that as well I now. think United will have more enough and again the home form is the telling aspect here uh, Burnley you don't know what's going. who's going to show up for Burnley to, uh, on the night again but they haven't been playing great away so 2-0 uh, to United for me Okay, and our final game is Wolves and Liverpool I've gone for 2-0 for Liverpool just because they seem to like playing Wolves I don't think they've been beaten by them since Wolves have came back up yeah, I think this is going to be a little bit of a ding-dong game. Do you know what? I think Wolves are actually going to put it up to Liverpool. I can see this uh, Wolves 2, Liverpool 2. And I think there's going to be a few okay, goals in it. Fair enough. Uh, from my fantasy football, I hope you're wrong because I yeah. triple captain Trent Alexander-Arnold this week Lovely. just because they have a double-week game okay, week coming yeah, up. So yeah. we'll see how that goes anyway. Yeah, okay. Um, I'm looking forward to these games now anyway. There's a lot of kind of tough and interesting fixtures there, ones that you there can't is. really they're separate. Very, they're very know, difficult so. to separate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But again, this is the season. This is the time of the year now where teams are either going to have to push on or they know they're going to drop down. So, no, for uh, sure. We'll, uh, we'll see where it takes us and... Uh, if anybody has that to say or wants to get involved, lads, uh, don't forget to get in touch. Yeah, you can get in touch with us at our email address. That's who's on the front post at gmail.com. You can also write to us on Twitter. Our Twitter handle is at who's on front. Um, yeah, so we're all looking forward to these games. Hope you all enjoyed them. Hope you've enjoyed us coming back to the podcast. So, um, yeah, yeah, keep cheering in. Keep tuning listening, in, keep listening, write in, and we'll hopefully read things out. So we'll leave it there for this week anyway. Good being on with you, Rob. Take care. Bye bye.